In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. I have a couple of announcements to make. The first one is our beloved Boston Children's Hospital has done 1,200 sex changes on children. How sad. How sad. A child can't vote until they're 18. In school, you can't even give them an aspirin. But if a child wants a sex change, they'll do it. This is evil. It's a sin against God's creation. This is evil. And our beloved Children's Hospital in Boston is doing these things every day. I'm reading from the sixth chapter of St. Mark, verse 45. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After saying farewell to them, he went up on a mountain to pray. How we need to pray. As I said last week, if Jesus, the Son of God, and who is God Almighty, needed to pray as a human being, how much more do we need to pray and read the Scripture? How much more? Much more. When evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. When Jesus saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind, he came towards them early in the morning. Remember what I said about the Sea of Galilee. The cold air from the mountains meets the hot air from the desert, and you're going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble in the water. He came towards them early in the morning, walking on the sea. Now this is interesting. In the book of Revelation it says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the sea was no longer. Why? Because the sea underneath it represents chaos. Jesus is walking on the chaos. Do you know that Jesus walks on your chaos if you let him? Do you know that the chaos that you bring to Jesus, he walks on it? Do you know that? I know it. Do you know it? Maybe you're having chaos in your life, and you're saying, my I don't understand this. Well, ask Jesus to walk on the chaos of your family. Ask Jesus to do this. Let's continue. 
They saw him walking on the sea. They thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and they were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased. You have to always invite Jesus to come into your life and the wind ceases, the storm ceases, the confusion ceases. This is Jesus, the Lord. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. They had no idea about the multiplication of the loaves, that Jesus fed 7,000 people. They have no idea who this is. This is real. I would say if I saw someone multiply seven loaves for thousands of people, not counting the children and women, I would say this is a prophetic action at least. This is the Lord working through this person, at least. But they had no idea about the loaves. Verse 53, When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region. He began to bring the sick on mats in wherever they heard where he was. And wherever he went into the villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. All who touched it in faith were healed. Reach out and touch the Lord. Reach out and touch the Lord, for He goes here. He's not too busy for you, my dear. Just reach out and touch Him. He knows what you are. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Touch Him in faith. Touch Him in faith. When you take the Holy Eucharist in your hand, touch Him in faith. Ask Him to heal you. Ask Him to save you. Ask Him to bless your family. Ask Him to walk on your chaos. Let's continue. Chapter 7, verse 24. From there he went out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered the house and did not want anyone to know that he was there. Why? He doesn't want to be 
barraged by people, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him and came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, and Jesus came to minister to the Jews. The woman was a Gentile of Seraphonician origin. She begged Jesus to cast out the demon from her daughter. Jesus said to her, Let the children, the Jews, be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. He was calling her a dog because she's a Gentile. But she answered Jesus, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home and found the child lying on the bed and the demon gone. What is the food of the children that he talks about? Healing and deliverance, the food of the children. Are you a child of God? God wants to heal you. You see, go to the best doctors. Go to the best hospitals. But make sure you're prayed with. God wants to heal you. Just yesterday I saw the woman who was given uh, three weeks to live, and that was last summer. We prayed over her liver, and her liver was cleared of cancer. Now she has it in the stomach, but she was smiling yesterday. She has a good report. She came for more prayer. This is a smart woman. She goes to the best of doctors, but she doesn't stop with the doctors. She gets prayer. This is a smart woman. Who's going to pray with me? Do you have someone living with you? Your husband? Oh, well, he's not a priest. You don't have to be a priest to pray with people. You have to just love the person you're praying with. Please. Please. I'm continuing. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went up the way of Sidon towards the Sea of Galilee. In the region of the Decapolis, this is the Gentile part of the, of the uh, Sea of Galilee, they brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged Jesus to lay his hand on him. Jesus took him aside in private, away from the crowd. Why? Because they don't have faith. They don't have faith. Away from the crowd and put his fingers into his ears and spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephrathah, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened. His tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. After Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, 
He has done great things well. He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. I told you about the time at the espousal. I got the word that God was healing deaf ears. And this woman came up to me. She said, my two ears, they're opened up. I said, isn't that wonderful? And she looked at me puzzled. She says, what am I going to do with my hearing aids? I said, and just use them as relics. And you know what? Her boss was deaf. And the next day she said, kiss my relic. <laughs> and the boss's ear was opened. I was only kidding. I was only kidding. But she had faith. She had faith that God could do it because he did it for her. You see, you say, but God's never done anything for you. Did you wake up this morning? Everyone didn't wake up this morning. Are you healthy? Everyone's not healthy. Do you have a good cancer doctor? Everyone doesn't have a good cancer doctor. Who do you think did these things for you? Who do you think did these things for you? We need to encounter Jesus. We need to meet Jesus. We need to have Jesus touch us. Everything he does, he does well. It's not enough to just know him in our minds. We need to encounter the living Christ, the one who died on the cross, the one who was buried, and the one who rose from the dead. We need to encounter Jesus, how we need to do that. And when you're desperate, you just cry out and say, I'm desperate, Lord. I need to encounter you. I need to touch you. I need to know you. I need to love you. I don't want you to just be in my head. I want you to be in my life, as the center of my life. Not in my head alone, but in my life. Oh yes, that happened to me in 1968. Jesus came into my life. But you know what? I need to continue to trust him over 50 years later. Oh yes, because everything is done in faith. Everything is done in faith. Chapter 8 of St. Mark In those days when there was again a great crowd, you'll see wherever Jesus goes, going to be a great crowd. They're all desperate. They need to be healed. They need to touch him. They need to say, my eyes are blind. They need to say, my ears are deaf. There was a great cloud without anything to eat. He called his disciples and said to them, I have compassion for the crowd because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. This was a three-day retreat. They had gone through all their food. Three days. What's Jesus going to do? 
because they have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way, and some of them have come from a great distance. His disciples replied, How can one feed these people with bread here in the desert? These disciples are as crazy as we are. They have no faith. They forgot what he did a couple of days ago. These disciples are foolish. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come here from a large, a great distance. His disciples replied, How can one feed these people with bread here in the desert? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves, and after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute. They distributed them to the crowd. They had also a few small fish, and after blessing them, he ordered that these two should be distributed. He looked up and blessed them. Sounds like what he's going to do in the Eucharist. They ate and were filled, and they took up broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Now there were about 4,000 people, not counting the women and children, and he sent them away. And immediately he got into the boat with his disciples and went to the district of Dalmanutha, chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 22. They came to Bethesda. Some people brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Why out of the village? Because there's no faith in the village. He's going to heal this blind man. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had put saliva on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Can you see anything? And the man looked and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. So we see that this man could heal or could see before. He knew what a tree looked like. He wasn't born blind but he had become blind. Maybe you're blind today, not because you don't see, but you don't believe, and you haven't had an encounter with Jesus. Maybe you're blind today. He wants to put in your eyes the eyes of faith, the eyes of hope, the eyes of charity. I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus said and laid his hands on his eyes again, and he looked intently, and his sight was restored. People say, well, we prayed once. Can we pray again? Jesus prayed twice for this man. Keep on praying for the people you're praying with. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened to you. 
Then he sent him away to his home, saying, Do not even go into the village. Don't make it known. But you know what's going to happen. He's going to tell everybody. I was blind, but now I see. Why do you think Jesus doesn't want to tell anybody? Because the great miracle is going to be on the cross where he's going to absorb the sins of men, women, and children from Adam and Eve to the end of time. The great miracle is on the cross, on his blood, on his death, and on his resurrection. Chapter 8, verse 11. The Pharisees came and began to argue with Jesus, asking him for a sign from heaven to test him. Gosh, how many signs has he given them? They want another sign. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation ask for a sign? Truly, I tell you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, getting into the boat again. And he went across to the other side. Jesus went on with his disciples uh, to the village of Caesarea Philippi. This was where the god P-A-N had his sanctuary, the false god. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answered him, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others say one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? I'm asking that question to you. When I taught sixth grade, I said, This is the most important question you will ever have to answer all your life. Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. He sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. We'll continue with this tomorrow. I want to invite people to the Charismatic Services Fall Congress on September 10th from 8 in the morning until 5. It costs $30 and lunch will be provided. Where is it held? St. Stephen's Parish in Framingham. What is the title of the conference? Power came forth from him, and he healed them all. Do you need healing? Then put this on your calendar. Fall Congress, September 10th, 8 in the morning to 5 at night. Lunch will be served. $30. Where is it? At St. Stephen's Parish 
in Framingham. If you want more information, 781-333-5308. One One more time. 781-333-5308. Oh, yes. God is still working. God is still working. God is still working. Hallelujah. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, let it be done unto me according to your word. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. God's still on the throne. He hears and answers prayer. Have an encounter with Jesus. In Jesus' name, God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass. 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.